0: As many of you know, this is my um, passion right over here. At least one of my passions, Um, creating content and um, maybe more so problem solving around my tech. So this morning, I was trying to figure out how come my iPad wouldn't turn on. I did some rearranging of equipment in here and I realized that one of my hubs, which is down here, um I had pl- rather than plugging it into my actual um Mac Mini, I had to plug it back into itself. So I couldn't figure out why <laughs> I wasn't getting any power which I need to, to um power my iPad, which is my primary display for my um for my notes. So today in this episode of the Sneaker Principle podcast, I will be presenting my notes not right in front of me. off to the side so I'm gonna look look all kinds of crazy looking away from the camera but um you know that's that's what makes this fun so let's talk about the power of um, creativity as an outlet for school leaders let's go ahead and start this episode when they see me they know that every day when I'm breathing it's, it's, it's for us to go farther you know every time I speak I want the truth to come out you know what I'm saying? Every time I speak I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? that Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world. But I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job. It's to spark somebody else watching us. We, we might not be the ones but let's not be selfish and because we're not going to change the world let's not talk about how we should change it I don't know how to change it but I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here somebody gonna clean it up oh, and now he's been promoted his job principal good morning good morning good morning it is sometime around uh, 5 30 5. 5- Five, five something. I I actually intended to start this podcast episode much earlier. However, I just couldn't figure out how to turn on my iPad. So, excuse me. Um, Those of you who are listening, the intro, it was it's, this is a video podcast. So you're hearing me speaking as though I'm speaking to an audience on video. But I just couldn't get my iPad to work. And now it's finally working. It's charging. It's like completely dead. So I can't. I won't be able to utilize it until it's fully charged up again. But um, this episode, I want to talk to you on this fine morning about creative outlets and how it's so necessary for school leaders and just leaders in general. Um, if you're an A-type personality like me, you can become super obsessed with the work that you do. Um, I've been doing this now for, um, man, I've been... I've been a school leader for 19 years. Um, I came into public education as a dean. My first, my first day, and um, people might say, "Well, dean is not quite a, not quite school leader." But you are because you're handling all the cultural aspects of the school discipline. And depending where you are, um, you might be it. You might be the, the all, the be all, say all, be all about what happens within the school culture. Of course, with the with the authorization of your principal. which which I always had. But um, I went from being a dean and within uh, four years, I was in a leadership program and by my fifth year, I was uh, an assistant principal. And fast forward, here I am, principal, third school. And I must tell you, I love every moment of what I do. Like, I love every moment of it. Even the days that I'm just like, why am I doing this? Even the fact that I left (laughs) twice, but I still came back to what I love, and this is um, to put school communities, you know, um, engaging with, with, with kids, their families, you know, making an impact in your lives. But the problem, and there's, there is a problem with what we do, and any school leaders listen to this, I know you understand. Sometimes, not sometimes, most often, you get super absorbed and obsessed with what you're doing. And what I mean, by uh, absorbed and obsessed, because you are dealing with. Um, I'm sorry, I have to. I have to take a quick pause. I'm over here licking my lips, and and I have some um, blisters over here. Um, I don't know; it's very unprofessional. <clears throat> because you're dealing with with um, for lives, and I'm not going to say children. I'm not gonna say young people with lives. As a leader, yes, of course, your primary responsibility of the school is the children or the students in your school. Then you have the teachers that you must support because they're the first line of defense. They're the ones who are in front of the kids every single day. Then you have the families of this of those of those students that, depending where you are, they might be just as needy as as the children. So you're you are the resource to the community as well. So you're supporting the teachers. You're supporting children, their families, but not only that you might be the voice of a critical voice within the, the community as a whole. So in all these different places, you are more than just the school leader and um and if you're if you're really about doing the work really well, you find yourself pouring so much of who you are into your to, into what you do every day. And if you're like some of us who everyone has your phone number, guess what? It doesn't ever turn off really. And and all, a lot of times, a lot of us, we don't have the heart to say, to put boundaries. So we're like, you know, some people are like, I know people, I don't know how they do it. They're like, when I clock out, I clock out. The world is shut dead to me. But my thing is my phone goes off, you know, at 12 o'clock at night and it's a student. I'm picking it up because, you know, a student's family, I'm picking it up. But why are you calling me at 12 o'clock at night? Especially if we've we've made a connection, especially seeing that often that child is with you for a number of years, you get to know them very very well, get to know their families. If a teacher calls me at midnight, I'm thinking like, oh my god, what's going on? Like it's all these things, whether it's a call or a text message, you're constantly on. But then, not only that, just the operations of the school. I'm not talking about you know lights on, lights off. I'm talking about test scores and curriculum and what are we doing and outcomes and graduation and my kids gonna be ready for the next level whether it's going from elementary school to middle school middle school to high school high school the college jobs careers I mean I've been doing this so long that I have former students of mine who are colleagues now who are working in education and I'm looking at them like wow this like you know so you can't help be complete to to easily be Completely consumed by what we do, but the dangerous part of this is, you become so one-sided, and you give up on the things that make that made you who you are. If that makes any sense, because often I meet, I come across not not meet, I know because I'm, these are my colleagues, school leaders who are so locked in to what we do that nothing else matters and that does concern me because it leads to burnout where all of a sudden you your like your brain is like can't see anything else but what you do you know and um i've been there i've been there to the point where it, where it took over my health or not even took over my health it became the the downfall of my health because my eating schedule, my my sleep schedule, was all locked into work, so I would not eat throughout the whole entire day and only eat. Uh, I mean, I literally, literally, eat in the car going home. You know, I'd leave work, McDonald's, and I would literally be in the car eating two, three cheeseburgers. I was so star- I was so starved of nu- nutrition, and I'm eating McDonald's or whatever I can get my hands on crumbs all over, my, all, all over my shirt, all my belly. Which I, at one point in time, like you guys know, I was like 350 pounds and I was just so like, you know, ravenous because I was so hungry. But throughout the day, my brain didn't see anything else other than work. Um, there were days where I'd be like, man, I didn't go to the bathroom today and holding it all day. And not even to the point where your brain just automatically knows that I don't go to the bathroom. That, that's the common human things that we're supposed to be doing. We don't do. And then, we think, and we don't realize how unhealthy that is. So, through all these things I was doing, or God, thank then God, I stopped early on. I was, I was, a, I was I became a chain smoker because of stress levels. So I would take my breaks rather than getting to eat or even getting fluids in my body. I'd be, I would step outside the building to go have a cigarette, and, and to the point out, I realized that I was getting through a pack of cigarettes in a day. You know, which was funny because I was like, I would go out there for like five, 10 minutes and it'll be like two cigarettes real quick or in the morning I'll wake up anything to just get to, you know, to, I don't know, to level me off, whatever the case was, was, and I was extreme. And I know there's people out there who have their civil vices that they latch on to to be able to get through the work. And that's a problem. And we know this is a problem, you know, um, but what do you do to it? What do you do about it? What is the alternative and I'll be honest with you. It wasn't until like my second year, I I noticed something, um, and and every couple of years I noticed something. My second year, I had I had uh uh my principal has I was like listen, we need another um uh, another elective art elective for our kids, and because of my background in film and media studies, he asked me if I would teach a, a you know a film class. I was like heck yeah. So I, I taught, actually, it was a digital media class. We talked about, I taught broadcasting and, and and basic videography. And in that space, you know, Dean Lawrence, because I was the dean at the time, and I went by Lawrence, my middle name, and um, I was like, in, I, was, I was in heaven. I was like, whoa, I love this, you know, because I was in a space that I didn't have to think it was so easy so free-flowing for me. And then I believe that the same year that spring, I started coaching track and field. And again, something I love sports and coaching. Again, it was something else that I got into that it, it gave me an alternative. And all of a sudden I'm, co- I'm teaching film. So my, my brain had created a, you know, like in a hard drive a partition where I got to spend time with my students talking about and engaging what I loved. And I love seeing their eyes and their, their connecting to a subject that I love, then track and field. Here I was talking, to, and again I was, I, I was already like pushing three hundred pounds at this time, and here I'm coaching track. And All of a sudden, I couldn't be unhealthy and engage my students about something that required you to be healthy. And but I didn't make the connection. So year after year, I would be doing something that would you know put me in that space where I would all of a sudden realize what I was passionate about. A couple of years later, I taught. Um, I taught another. Um, I think I did f- photography. Then, all, so I was realizing these things, and I'll be honest with you. It wasn't until the pandemic that I realized whenever I was doing this—digital media, video creation, content creation, photography—I wasn't principal in Joku. I wasn't Dean Lawrence. I wasn't principal in Joku. I wasn't assistant principal in Joku. I, I was. Uche, who loves tech, who loves video, who loves creating, who would sit in college for hours watching films and writing papers and loving every moment of it, you know, and I was like, why does those two things have to be separate from each other? Why can't my creative passions be infused into my leadership? and that's and that's the thing that um, we often miss we all have those things where we are passionate about it doesn't even have to be cre- in the creative spaces whether it's sports whether it's whatever it is that you're just like you i don't know maybe you, you collect coins and i you know bottle caps but there was something about it that bus songs that brought calm to your brain that is needed in leadership because often when you're a school leader you're juggling so many things you know you're engaging so I mean, come on now if you're listening to me right now and you're a principal assistant principal a dean a high performing teacher leader and you are engaged with families and kids I mean you, you've you been cursed out by kids or you've been maligned by parents or whatever the case may be or maybe even your superiors have come come down on you you know and but, and you know your blood pressure goes up. Your everything is happening. Your emotions and everything else. What is the calm for you? How do you escape from those spaces? And for me, it's been this. But then, you might ask yourself, like, how do I, how do I bring that creative space into what I into work? And that's that's a hard part. But I can tell you, for me, um it's funny because my podcast is primarily i talk about what i do you know because listen i'm not i want to be a hypocrite i do spend a lot of time probably most of my time thinking about work but it's not just it's not work it's my job it's work is this is who i am but however by doing the podcast by creating videos by by um you know teaching like i'm about to um go on a mission to build a fully functioning photography, photojournalism club at my school. It's going to be photojournalism. And I'm going to put cameras in the hands of my students and they're going to document what's happening in the school. You know, the events, the day-to-days, interviewing students and just compiling as much content as possible so we can document our journey, you know, as a turnaround school. You know, and again, most students see me the t- all, most of the time walk around the school with a camera in my hand. I go to the classroom to do observations. I'm taking pictures of of what's happening in the classrooms, the work the kids are doing, you know, life in the day of the school. And so for me, this is, this is important data, important content, because one of the things we don't do as school leaders, we don't document the work that we're doing. We don't document the journey. You know, we have, you know, photo ops here and there but We don't really document, so we can look back and say, "Wow, this is what what happened." So I'm doing that, you know, both for the for the benefit of my school, but I'm also doing it for for uh, from also my creative outlet. And um, and not only that, now I'm also benefit of my students, those students who are going to be part of the photojournalism class, who are going to be documenting as an extension of of this mission to make sure that we we record our history. But the great thing about this is. There are problems to be solved in doing this for me, which allows me to continue to exercise my problems, my problem solving skills. Like this morning, I couldn't figure out how to get this sucker to work. And and so, so right now it's in charge, it's it's charging, you know. But I sat here for about half an hour trying to figure out why is this not working. But again, it wasn't a nuisance, it was like, hmm, slow down. Look at how everything's connected. What's missing here? And often, as school leaders in our school spaces, we're presented with problems. And what we do is we run straight to the answer. We run right into the fire. And doing this, being, allowing myself to be creative as well as the school leaders, has allowed me to infuse what I do in my creative space into what I do as a leader. I slow down and I ask myself, what am I not seeing here? What is it that I need to do to ensure I find the optimal solution to the problem? I check the wires. I check on my, on my staff. I unplug and reconnect. I meet with them and talk with them, provide feedback, receive feedback. And I come up with a plan and I push play and say, hey, did this work? Give me some time. And I do the same thing with, with, with at school. I have a parent who's upset with me. Or it was like, right? Rather than running there and saying, "Hey, I need, let's let's engage right now." I'll say, "Listen, can we set up a time where people sit down and talk about this?" Because I want to make sure I you have my full attention. And rarely do I get parents who say, "No," they're like, "Okay, uh, I have to go to work." Blah blah blah. It wasn't, they, listen, I meet them where they're at, problem solving in creative ways, you know. These are things that comes from being creative. You know, often complex problems require creative solutions, not complex solutions. And so whatever it is that you're passionate about, find a way to make that thing a part of who you are, what you do. Because it would only benefit you. And if you don't know what your creative outlet is, pick one. I have a friend of mine who's, who, picked up, who picked up the camera recently and has, has, has gone on a deep dive to understand photography. And I, and I know that, that it's impacting the way they see the world. Just putting that, that viewfinder to your eye and looking through that lens and what you see is very powerful. Because after a while, you're not just taking pictures of spaces. You're taking pictures of subjects. And then you're translating what you see into a language that the world hopefully will understand what you're trying to convey. Leadership, right? All right, folks. So find that thing, if you don't already have one, that you can be compassionate about, that allows you to be creative. And if, you, if you're like, I'm not a creative person, learn. Learn to draw. Learn to play an instrument, pick up a camera, you know, collect, collect, you know, um, bottle caps, coins. But after a while, you start to see that it's not just about picking things, picking those things up. It's about understanding why is this important. What is it about this thing that it, that makes it so um, unique? After a while, your brain starts to start to move like that, and your leadership becomes so much more outstanding. All right, folks to Joku. Hopefully this, you know, got you thinking and hopefully this will also push you towards improving who you are day to day but also improving your leadership as well. Have an amazing day. Hello. Dear listeners of the Sneaker Principal Podcast, Uche Joku here. Today, I bring you an Open Invitation, a free 30-minute coaching session where you explore your leadership challenges and device-tailored strategies together. To join, first, subscribe and follow this podcast. Second, share a leadership challenge by leaving a comment under this episode. And third, email uche.injoku at tspmediapub.com. Again, that's uche, U-C-H-E dot njoku, N-J-O-K-U at tsp with free coaching session in the subject, your username and contact details. And if you wish to dive deeper after our session, join our low cost ongoing coaching program designed to solidly support your leadership journey. Embrace this opportunity, esteemed leaders, and let's forge a future where you and your leadership sparkles in every school corner. In solidarity, thank you for being part of our community. Until next time.